Hey, it's V, back from square one. Regulated, life is still upside down. And as I've been experimenting through conventional and unconventional mental health, I'm reporting back. This time, with good news. Ready to rock, drop, and roll, <laughs> so don't get burnt. The divorce, the jail, the affairs, and my attempt to swing, I mean sing. Our lives will always be on fire, so why not raise the real rays and break the matrix? Maybe this is how it starts, as we unfuck ourselves. Let's find a way out. They don't care about you, so stop giving a fuck about them. Hi, Alana, how are you? I'm good. How are yes. you, V? I'm good. Thank you so much for being <laughs> part of this show. Of course. I'm happy you asked me to be on. This project mm-hmm. is intended to provide opportunities of healing and stress relief for those that are going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do with my content, both sharing my travels and helping people relax, traveling with me on the road and like having a good laugh, but then also through my yoga classes and my Mind on Yoga Academy. Absolutely. So tell me, who are you? <laughs> I am Alana Roby. I'm a native Arizonan from the state of Arizona, and I'm currently 24 years, years old, and I live mm-hmm. in my Honda Accord. I'm also a yoga teacher, an English teacher, YouTube creator, TikTok creator. I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I love it. And so what got you started? I know you mentioned that you graduated from college and went abroad. Mm-hmm. to travel but that didn't go very well so what happened <laughs> so I graduated from university in May of 2020 and I could not go abroad immediately I had to wait okay. a little while but then once COVID calmed down I was able to go work at a hotel in Panama mm-hmm. and that was fun nothing really too bad it was just the constant turnover of guests I was used to having regular yoga students that I had formed a connection with. They would come in, tell me how their day was every single Wednesday night. And so quitting that job and then going to a hotel where you have new students and new faces and new people every single week, it was fun. I met a lot of cool people, but it was a very unstable kind of environment. So I went back to the U.S., lived in my car for the summer And then winter was coming and I didn't want to live in my car in the winter. So I accepted a job working at a yoga retreat center in Nicaragua. It was run by this very Instagram famous yoga teacher that I looked up to. But then once I got there, I saw how she was treating the local workers in Nicaragua to make this expensive, bougie yoga retreat center profitable. And it just went against everything that I was like... Hmm. I was like, I don't really want to be a part of this. This isn't what I want to do with yoga. And so that's when I decided to come back to the U.S. in February of 2023 this year and just said, okay, I'm going to go all in on the content. I'm done working for other influencers. I just want to focus on what what I want to do. (laughs) And took a few months, but now I'm starting to feel like it's working out. (laughs) You have it on autopilot, in other words. I'm getting there. (laughs) It's getting more natural instead of forced. Like I used to have to force myself to edit videos. Now it's, oh, I get to edit this video today. Like that (laughs) mindset shift has occurred. (laughs) Now I'm just sitting here on Final Cut Pro done. Yeah, like (laughs) you were probably doing what people would pay full on college degrees for. And you picked it up in what, six months? (laughs) Um, 
I wouldn't say six months. I think probably a year and a half, two years until I felt like confident in my video editing. But yeah, I studied psychology in university and Spanish, but it wasn't anything to do with technology. It was just because I was interested in psychology. And you know the saying like, People who study psychology are people who should go to a therapist or something, but they don't want to. And so they study psychology to figure it out themselves. That was me. Same thing with I, editing, though. I figured it out myself. <laughs> I agree with you. I wanted to go into um, clinical psychology, but mm -hmm. somebody at the time told me, oh, you're going to make like $50,000 a year. And I'm like, I'm not going to put myself through master's degree and then mm -hmm. two or three years of certification to make 50 grand mm -hmm. and I was like never mind so I did the gen eds in psychology as a minor mm -hmm. and then I decided to quit it I was like fuck this yeah yeah I really enjoyed all of my psychology classes I had one internship that was working with the underprivileged youth in the community and yes I basically just picked them up from school once a week. We would go to a movie, go cook a meal at the house, just hang out, do something to get his mind off of home life and the mm -hmm. issues. And that was really, it wasn't a bad experience. I still enjoyed hanging out with him, but it was just really sad to see how much of at least the kids problems were caused by the home environment and things that they're a kid. They don't know how to deal with that. And I had gone from wanting to be a high school guidance counselor to now after this internship being like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So then I had to figure out, okay, what do I do with psychology instead? I think psychology is like a business major or a business mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm, it's such a true. universal tool. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't regret it. I think mm -hmm. I learned a lot. You are it's unlikely or not very common or not everyone that is graduating with a psychology major is going to end up following the traditional route mm -hmm. in psychology. So mm -hmm. I think that's something, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we go into different branches. I went to HR. I am mm -hmm. in HR right now. Mm -hmm. And so it is psychology. It's all applied mm -hmm. psychology, occupational psychology or not occupational psychology. I think it's, I think it is. And I, it's, it gives you the very fundamentals of what the art is. And I think you are in a way are in psychology when you're talking about treating the mind and the soul mm -hmm. and packaged in a more in entrepreneurship. I, I absolutely think you're using your psychology major. all the Yeah, time. I think that is what I'm doing with the Mind on Yoga Academy, like te not only teaching yoga, but teaching people why we're doing it. It's one thing to go into your average yoga studio and just do 60 minutes of yoga and then feel better after and say, oh, that's cool. And then just shrug it off. But it's another thing to learn and understand what the different movements and the breath work and the meditation is doing to your mind and how that's benefiting your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so I have like lecture videos about that and then yoga classes and guided meditations and breath works. And I have fun creating them I'm and that's really good I think it's really going to give you it's going to distinguish and I'm going based on what I've seen uh from other individuals who have crafted or who are a little older than you mm -hmm. and what really I for me as a consumer is sometimes when you give the nerds that background or, or psychological mm -hmm. uh, breakdown with terminologies of what they are we feel like we know it all and it's really good versus just putting together another yoga video. Yeah, yeah, that's because that's how I started my YouTube channel was 
just another yoga video. If you go all the way back on my YouTube, I had maybe 50 yoga classes before I ever started sharing about my life. But then what got people's attention was me sharing my life. And then they go and find the yoga that I'm passionate about sharing, which isn't that basic. Hi, welcome to this morning vinyasa, but like teaching people the why behind the practice. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think we're hitting a stage and you're born into an age where you get to see a lot of self-actualization, a lot of entrepreneurship. I think it's a great time to be alive and I'm so happy for you. I'm like in the middle of that, but I think especially that you're empowering yourself to do that. So I'm happy for you. That's going well. So I want to hear back from, you came back to the U.S. from Panama and Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so what happened after that? I came back to my grandma's house. This was in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to live there. (laughs) And I had not sold my car. I had kept it in my grandma's friend's garage, luckily. Um, And so I said, I'm going to throw everything I need for a week into my car and drive from here to visit my mom in Texas. And my grandma was, no, you're not. I'm going to pay for your hotel room and you're going to drive there in two days and you're not sleeping in your car. (laughs) And I was like, no, I want to take my time. I want to stop in White Sands. I want to stop in the mountains. I want to take a week and sleep in my car. She was so mad. (laughs) But I did it anyways. And then I spent a month with my mom and my aunt also lives in Texas. So I spent some time with them. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to, sleep in my car and drive to Colorado to do house sitting jobs. They're like, why? You don't know anybody in Colorado. Like, <laughs> why? And I was like, I don't want to spend the summer in Texas. So I did that. I drove up to Colorado and I had a lot of house sitting jobs last summer, probably 10 or 12. That's amazing. Jobs. Yeah. That's I cool. thought I came here prepared to sleep in my car a lot. And I ended up being in house sitting jobs so much that I was like, wait, I want to go camping. (laughs) When can I have a break? Um, But it was really nice. And then I got the job at the yoga retreat center in October of 2022. So then that's when I drove my car back to Arizona, parked it up at my grandma's house again, and then flew to Nicaragua for that job. Then I quit that job very abruptly I was supposed to be there for eight months. I was only there for one. (laughs) And after that, I made the right decision in hindsight. Because I would have just been getting back from there last month. And I wouldn't have had this chance to like do everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But um, when I left abruptly, it was cheaper to fly out of Costa Rica than to fly out of Nicaragua because of taxes and fees and whatever. So I took a... 16 hour bus I think all the way from the north of Nicaragua all the way down to San Jose Costa Rica and I had been to Costa Rica before I knew I loved it so I spent two weeks there it was really fun and then I went home for Christmas and then I went to the Dominican Republic yeah I had no plans I just went for the flight was a hundred dollars and it was warm why not and I worked online as an English tutor so why not <laughs> and <laughs> I planned to be there two weeks, maybe. I ended up staying six weeks okay. because I found this teeny tiny town at the end of the road that was just so peaceful. 
Like I just worked at the hostel, walked 10 minutes to the beach at the end of the day, watched sunset, came back, had rice, beans, and vegetables every single day. And it was just like a good reset. And then I came back to the U.S. and moved back into my car in March of this year. How, and, and I'm going by stereotype because I don't know PR and I know that PR is one of those places and I, I all of the places have this, this mm-hmm. type of, of tag on them where it's stay in the resort, stay in the areas. DR definitely that, has that, yeah. <laughs> yes. And so they are, and I've heard stories of people who go out to resorts and they are being close to being kidnapped, but they may be more flashy than you. You are, you, I would assume you carry yourself a very low profile just because yeah, not I that always... you would be, yeah. And so how is that? Is that a realistic expectation? Is it dangerous and you keep a low profile? How was it for you? Um, yes and no. So yeah, I did not go to a resorty town. I have a friend who went to one of the resorts in Putacana and he loved it. He just got drunk with his family as you do in resorts <laughs> in Putacana. Um, but I wanted nothing to do with the, I don't party. I don't do that. I did go to this very remote tourists don't usually go there kind of place. And once you started talking about that, I was like, oh yeah, I did get myself into some situations there. (laughs) Mostly it was comments of hey beautiful like trying to hit on me I had a motor taxi guy say that he was just gonna take me to where we could get married instead of taking me back to my hotel and I was like no you're not (laughs) and then there was one time I went hiking alone along the beach there's this video on my YouTube channel called hiking alone in the Dominican Republic which shows where I was and it was this beautiful untouched nature just me beautiful but the first time I hiked it (laughs) I hiked to the first beach and then all of a sudden police officers started showing up on motorcycles on horses on boats from the ocean and they started running up the trail that I had hiked down so I was sitting there all right how do I get the Instead of hiking back on that trail, because I think I know who they were after, because I passed two guys in black head masks. They just said hola to me. I was like, hola, and kept walking. But I know for a fact that those guys are who the police were after. (laughs) You go on a hike and people with two masks. Oh, hi. I'm sure you're covering your face because of the sun. (laughs) I don't know. They probably also had machetes because everybody out in the jungle has a machete, but... I was fine. They didn't really seem to care about me because, yeah, I was very low profile. I was wearing like a long sleeve shirt that it has like sunscreen in it so that I wouldn't get sunburned. And then I had the hood up and the hat. So I didn't look hot by any means. So I just kept walking. Sorry to interrupt, but I still think you would look like an American, low profiled. Yeah, Yeah, that's still very obvious, but... I wasn't the only white person in the area. There were still other tourists, but most of the other tourists were like Europeans. Okay. Most of the Americans go to the resorts. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. I think they knew the police were after them maybe. And so they were like, keep walking. We don't want to get in more trouble. I don't know. But it was like 20 cops. It wasn't 
chill. And so I ended up hiking back along the main road instead of going on the hiking trail, which was way farther. And that's where the motorcycle taxi picked me up and was like, oh, I can take you to a wedding chapel. I was like, no, take me to this hotel, which wasn't my actual hotel. I just smiled where I was actually staying. Yeah, because I was there for a whole month. So in a small town, the motor taxi guys figured out, oh, that's her, that's her. (laughs) What happened to the machete and the two guys and the police? I have no idea. I left. (laughs) I was like, I, it was giving me so much anxiety and more people were coming to watch. I was like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> so no, that's it's... something that I don't feel like I talk about a lot online. I talk about it some, but just the amount of anxiety that I still experience while doing all of these things. It's not that I have no fear. It's feel the fear and do it anyways that's always been my thing it is it, it does you're still nervous there's the I was much more free-spirited high school college but you become an adult and you get stuck in adulthood and so when COVID came to take place I said I'm not gonna be here I'm not gonna sit here with other people mm-hmm. and just hate on each other I'm leaving and so I started traveling and so that anxiety of the unknown again kicked in mm-hmm. and I was like just because you're still doing it doesn't mean you're not nervous. Doesn't mean you're not afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're still not going to go back home. <laughs> right. Because I don't. Yeah. My hometown is more scary than. <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kingman. <laughs> no, it's. And you're right because you said everybody in South America or, or in Nicaragua has a machete. So don't worry about it. Everybody back home growing up, my neighborhood had a machete. So we are from the jungle, too. No worries. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was the same in Costa Rica, too, and Panama. All of those Central American areas. They'd... What Everyone countries have you visited? The first country I ever went to was Peru which was random. I was 18. Then I went to Thailand when I was 19 with my college boyfriend. Then I studied abroad in Costa Rica one summer in 2019. And then COVID. (laughs) And then I worked as a yoga teacher in Panama, uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, and Nicaragua, and then the Dominican Republic. And then I've also just been across the border from Arizona to Mexico, but there's not a lot there. Puerto Penasco, whatever. <laughs> Puerto Penasco, I heard, is nice. It's not wild, but... It's, it's not as wild as other party towns in, in Mexico, but it's the closest beach to Tucson, Arizona. So a lot of the university students, instead of driving eight hours to San Diego, would drive four hours to Puerto Penasco because time. <laughs> I just heard it's really hot. Oh, yeah. But it's so is Arizona, so... That's why I'm not there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. Anything over 80 is hot for me. No. Even Denver, Colorado has gotten over 100 this summer, which is crazy. 85, we're having, we're melting here. <laughs> yeah, gosh. We're inside the AC. You have no, and we don't have outages as much as the, what is the West Coast, but we are boring, Midwest boring people. <laughs> there's no no hills no that's what I hate about visiting my mom in Texas I'm like there's no mountains (laughs) it is very sad yeah our summers are three months long everything's winter and it's like this I would say 75 percent of the year is cloudy so that vitamin d is scarce here it's I, I would be so sad 
No, you should be. I've never visited the Midwest, like in the North. I've just gone South and then over to Colorado. (laughs) You're really not missing out. I'm assuming you're not a person who enjoys urban areas as much as you enjoy the mountains and stuff. So you're really not... That's what I figure. Although there was a nice lake in Arkansas. I was very shocked with that lake in Arkansas. But everything else, I just drove straight through. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska is rough. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredibly boring. It's, it's such a, it's a wider state. So it's right across. I think it's eight to 10 hour drives to drive across. It's like West Texas. It's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm in Illinois. I'm outside Chicago. And mm-hmm. it's the Great Plains. I remember a friend of mine would tell me the reason there's trees is because during the Roosevelt area, they just decided to plant all these trees and now we have forests. But before that, we had shit. There's nothing. The hill here is, yeah, no, no, it's the Great Plains. It really, we have some areas that are more dense with trees and, and they have a nicer shade. Mm-hmm. Some lakes up in the northern areas by Wisconsin and Michigan, those are. I would like to go to the Great Lakes. That is on my list but I don't know Chicago no <laughs> more, more like maybe for the water sports and you can do if you want a kayak and that's probably a stand-up paddleboard so bad but I don't have room for one in my tiny Honda Accord and it's, you can use an inflatable one still an inflatable one folds down and you have to find a I don't okay. have any spare room I ordered a sleeping bag for my job that I'm working this fall it's a seasonal job I don't know where I'm going to put it when I leave this house sit. My car is already full. And I don't want to have this car forever. I don't want to put a bunch of money into this car. Like I spent $2,000 this week on maintenance, like for the transmission and the shocks and things to just keep the car running. I'm willing to spend money on that. Of course. And the, uh, I fixed my headliner. I don't know if you saw that video, but it I was see it. sagging so bad. <laughs> fix that but that's what I'm willing to spend money on like people always tell me get a window tint get this get that I'm like I'm not the window huh the window tint I think may work for you but on this car I don't know if I want to put the money in on this car because I don't know if I'll have it next year I don't know I don't know my plan (laughs) I don't know so what's next for you for the rest of I don't know the next six months Uh, Yeah, so this is the first time that I actually have a six-month plan. I will be working a field crew job, working in New Mexico for the, it's like AmeriCorps Conservation Corps, some government program. But basically, I'll be working eight days on, camping out in the field, doing field work such as trail maintenance, picking invasive plants, picking up garbage, all of this stuff. And then I'll have six days off after my eight days on. So during those six days, I can continue my YouTube video editing, continue creating for my online Mind on Yoga Academy, filming yoga classes, because where I'll be working will be really pretty for filming yoga classes. And I'm really excited. But it's a four-month job, so I'll be there September through December. Okay. Save up and then keep going next year. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Any plans for December to, oh, I guess for the rest of the winter? No, I I haven't decided that yet. (laughs) Uh, Depends on like how much I'm able to save up during this job, but I would like to go back to the DR and visit a friend that I met there. 
who's from Europe, but I don't know if I'll go. <laughs> so then I would go visit my mom for Christmas at least and then figure it out. Everyone tells me I should go to Florida in the summer and I'm in the winter and I don't really want to go to Florida, <laughs> but it does sound <laughs> nice for February where everywhere else is just absolutely miserable. But Florida is definitely an option. We were there for in February, but it's not, if you like warm, it's not as warm. As like winter. flying to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> uh, no, I think if you want hats, yeah, you're not going to get it in Florida. Florida is okay. It's actually nice. I would say maybe 50s, 60s, 70s. That's nice. That's, no, that's totally doable with my car. Yeah. The lowest temperature I've ever slept in my car at was 27 degrees. Yeah. I can make it a little ways. And the sleeping bag that I just got is pretty nice. So hopefully that'll help me out if I am in my car in the winter. I'll probably make one or two videos about it just for the views. But everybody always accuses me. You say you live in your house, but you're in a house. No, you are, but you're in a house. And I'm like, I'm house sitting. I'm visiting family. Give me a break. <laughs> I, I I had a guest that we were talking about. It was like a neurological reset program. Mm -hmm. And her business partner was pet sitting as well. She said, oh, no, I've been pet sitting yeah. for the past three years. I have the most I've Lovely. spent in, in staying at a hotel or whatnot in the last year is a thousand dollars. And I just looked at her like, that's what I spend the month in rent. And I'm like, where do I sign up? And I was like, yep. It's like, I don't, she doesn't live in her. She's like, I tried living in my car. I bought a van and she said, I couldn't do it. So I went back to pet sitting and that's what I do these long extended four, six week. And yeah. then I move on and I'm like, Totally doable. Totally. Because I actually do have a remote job. I have a, a yeah. nine to five remote. So I can't tell you that I could take it with me year round, but I can definitely take it with me for some time periods. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, the fact that I don't have to spend the rent is fascinating. Uh, That's my main thing. People always say, how do you afford to eat out at Panera? Or how do you afford to have a MacBook computer? And I'm like, I don't pay rent, people, and, and I'm still earning money. So it's, I don't know, people, a lot of people just don't get it. But I appreciate the people who do get it. <laughs> no, I think if you're not as frugal and you really spend mm. the money in the things you need to spend, uh, a laptop is $1,000, your basic model with Mac. Mm -hmm. But putting that together when you're not eating out three meals a day, when you don't have 30 pairs of shoes, when you're not paying I rent. <laughs> yeah when I hang out with some of my friends I realize oh yeah I am like very frugal huh? <laughs> you have priorities I, yeah I think that's what allows me to live this kind of life I I know that not everybody could as easily my that's growing up true. even my mom was always we had money but she was always just like, no we don't need to spend money on that that's not necessary <laughs> so I definitely learned a lot from her but. and that's good that's really the way to do it I think mm -hmm. if you really have that passion for making something happen money or larger amounts of money don't come a paycheck they come by saving or not spending on things you mm -hmm. shouldn't be spending mm -hmm. but I have a question if I want to live in my car, what are the top accommodations that I should have? Yeah, so the very first thing that I did when I decided I was moving into my car was I made window coverings because of exactly what you just said. I would have been anxious trying to fall asleep knowing that someone could just look in my windows. So that's why I, even if I did get a tint, I would still use window coverings to make sure that nobody could see in. 
because yeah, it's very difficult to fall asleep in strange places. <laughs> I think that's a <laughs> skill. <laughs> what else? The whole first year I just slept in the passenger seat <laughs> the whole first summer, but then I made my bed by taking the passenger seat out. And that's been a very great update. Very comfortable. Having a comfortable way to sleep is nice. Do you have any special petting? Do you did you get additional cushions for um, the area in which you sleep? I just got so it's two Tupperware containers, large. People were arguing saying that they weren't Tupperware, but they're plastic containers that I used for all of my winter clothes. And then I have a board on top of them to connect them. And I have a piece of five-inch foam from Joanne's fabric and a piece of two-inch foam to connect the back seat all the way level with everything. So the back seat is still intact. But yeah, it's just foam from a craft store that people use to make couch cushions or whatever from scratch. That's really the only fancy thing I did to my car. Laundry. How do you manage laundry? House sitting jobs. So I was actually just talking to my mom about this yesterday because when I start my job in November, I won't be able to do house sitting jobs for four months. And I was like, oh crap, I might actually have to use a laundromat for the first time ever. <laughs> That's, I would think you would live off laundromats. But you would think so, but <laughs> I have 30 pairs of underwear and I've just gotten really good at just not doing laundry as well. <laughs> But yeah, house sitting jobs. I usually have one every two weeks max or family's houses or yeah. friends. Yeah. I was, I traveled for three weeks down through Chiapas mm-hmm. and it gets to the point where you, you was like, you know what? I'm not, I have a lot of cotton clothes, right? And so mm-hmm. I am bigger set. So if I hand them out to get them washed, they will shrink because they don't line dry. Mm-hmm. So my hotel room. Oh, I've never thought of that. I always line dry all of my yoga clothing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So if you ha- give them out, because if it's synthetic, it will shrink. Yeah. If it's cotton, it will shrink. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff, like if it's a coat or if it's socks, underwear, pants, shirt, but like my tops, I was going to go from longer tops to halter tops. Mm-hmm. And so I would hang them. And so if there was no proper ventilation, they would stink. Mm -hmm. And I was like, up to the next town, it is. But you get so used to scrubbing your chonies or your underwear in the sink. (laughs) I don't think I've done that. I've done that while I'm abroad, but I haven't done that while living in my country. I wouldn't put it in your car. I could see you at Planet Fitness. You just pull out the underwear. (laughs) Panera, right? I probably wouldn't do it in the sink. I would do it in the shower. That's like, yeah, but yeah, showering at Planet Fitness, people are always like, that's weird, that's gross. That, that's why I don't go to Planet Fitness. I'm like, why? It's always clean. <laughs> yeah, some facilities lack a little bit of cleanliness. Some do, yes. But some are pretty good. And I do understand that a lot of people that travel or rely on the facility to just take a shower do that but you know what I went I when I was in college or university as you call it it's like you took a shower in a public bathroom yeah you shared it with 15 other people what is the difference yeah I don't know I didn't actually live in the dorms (laughs) I shared an apartment with one girl but we had it like I don't know same thing in dorms like in hostels abroad sometimes they have weird showering situations (laughs) 
to say the least. So I don't know why people think Planet Fitness is so weird. Then if you're telling me that there's weird situations in hostels across the world, <laughs> you need to tell me about that. Planet Fitness is pretty, it's pretty conservative. You have your own stall unit. It's completely protected. You yeah. have a shower curtain. The only thing is that I really hope you're using shower chanclas or house yes. shoes or shower. Please use them. <laughs> Always wearing my Tevas in the shower. Actually, funny story. When I start house-sitting jobs again after being in my car and showering at Planet Fitness for a week or two, it feels weird to get into the shower at my house-sit without my chanclas. I'm like, wait, (laughs) am I going to get a bacteria? No. This house hired professional cleaners before I arrived. It's fine. I, I really don't care if this is your grandma's house. You are your chunklas. You know what? The only place I don't is I want to shower my mom's, and that's perfect. And I should still, but I wear these. I when I travel, I will take shoes that are synthetic that are good for the shower and good mm-hmm. for the streets. Yeah, you wear them all the time. <laughs> but uh, yes, so that's one of the things that I was curious about. Is all right. So I'm in. I'm gonna park. What is a, a popular location? You don't have to tell me a popular location. Tell me a location where I think you stayed in outside of Planet Fitness World, right? Yeah, I only do 24-hour Planet Fitnesses because otherwise it's not safe. Uh, it's not that it's not safe. It's just that you're more likely to get suspected for sleeping in your car versus if it's open, like it's normal if there's a car in the parking lot or if something goes bad, there's an employee inside. And mm-hmm. then Walmart usually has security cameras. So even though it closes at 11, usually there's always cameras, there's always lights and there's always signage if it's not allowed. So, you know, yeah, I've been to some that say 24 hour parking allowed, but 24 hour limit. So they're allowing you to sleep that one night, but then you got to go and then Um, switch spots between Walmarts. (laughs) Yeah, you could. (laughs) If there's two Walmarts in town, just yes. Uh, also Cracker Barrel is always a good one. It's not okay. that it's never open and there's not usually cameras, but there's always other campers because they okay. specifically allow RVs to park in the back. That's okay. like their thing. They're like the country home store or whatever. <laughs> so that's a good place. Also neighborhoods. Sometimes when I'm doing a house set and I'm walking the dogs, I'll just scope the neighborhood and see where is there fences that face each other where are there shrubbery and bushes that block the view from the house to the street where there's parking that's legal and quiet neighborhood that's nice but not too nice but not too not nice there's that goldilocks between because the really nice neighborhoods will call the cops on you really sketch neighborhoods the cops will be called for other reasons so you want to find that like (laughs) mean neighborhood I always say and then BLM land Bureau of Land Management um I just google like public use areas or recreational areas usually those include dispersed campsites or national forests if you're out of a city but there's all kinds of places to park I feel like I notice that. For example, I live I have I live in an apartment complex and mm-hmm. so my apartment has an area where it says like visitors parking mm-hmm. area. It's off the street, it's private property. You're gonna be there one or two days. No one's gonna bother you. There was one time that I stayed in a hotel parking lot. Some people say that they're fine. 
but I actually had the security guard of the hotel come and knock on my window and be like, you can't be here. So I would be scared of that happening with a apartment complex. But if it's like on the street in front of a big apartment complex, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Residential neighborhoods. Here in Chicago, you have neighborhoods where, you know, you really don't know, especially if the car is tinted. So yeah. you don't know who's in there. If there yeah. is somebody well, in the backseat. And as long as there's other cars parked on the street, nobody's going to be looking on the street being like, where's the window coverings? Who's sleeping in here? It's just another car on the street. I think a lot of people also blow that out of proportion in the comments on my social media. Like, people are going to murder you. I'm like, people don't care. People really don't care. They're so concerned with their own life and their own problems. They don't care that I'm sleeping in my car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, this is where the curiosity begins is so these window covers mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comparing them or I'm visualizing and maybe I'm not looking I'm not thinking of it hard enough or, or maybe I'm thinking of it too much mm-hmm. overthinking is you have these window covers around that could look similar to window tents but you can fly with that if it's the back windshield the back uh windows the front windows you can't tint them fully and then the front windshield it's never covered Mm -hmm. like by default it's not a natural thing so if everything is completely blacked out it's obvious that somebody's in there it's a no okay how is it not (laughs) so i don't use a special cover for my windshield i just use your standard sunshade Okay. Um, and so it looks, oh, they parked during the day, put the sunshade up, didn't come back, now it's night. So the front looks normal. Maybe the sides look a little weird because of the window coverings, but because there is a slight window tint and because I put black fabric on the back of my Reflectix material to blend in with the tint, it doesn't, you have to look closely in the dark to tell, oh, there's something in there. So it's mostly just when I wake up in the morning, once the sun comes back up and there's maybe some condensation on the windows and it's light out so you can see that there's window coverings in the front two windows. That's why I usually try to leave where I'm parked by 6.30. That's it, folks. Maybe this is how it starts for you, I, and anyone else in our journey. Hope you like this content. Please follow, download, and share. Thanks for listening. See you next time.